You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. We're, uh, I don't know what we are. I'm messed up, but then again, I stay messed up. We've got uh, Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber sitting here at the round table, and we're going to, we'll dissect a little bit of 2016 and, and, uh, Pull out our crystal balls and talk about uh, 2017. Sounds good. Uh, you know, speaking of that, um, we had we had a guy in yesterday that uh, is a, in the printing business, and and I mentioned to him, I said, you know, and we're about the same age, and I said, did you ever think, 20 years, 30 years ago, that computers would affect you like they have. And, and computers, in many ways, almost put printers out of business until the digital side came around, and, and it, it put, uh, it put uh, topographers out of business, basically, where a, a guy could, you know, or an ad agency could uh, do their own typesetting and all this kind of stuff. But I, I was thinking about the same thing with cars. Um, you know... We're flirting with it today with the Tesla and all that kind of stuff. So how long is it really before we don't drive? We get in our car and it drives us. Well, you won't need a car. You'll just bodily be you transferred? Know, yeah, you, if, you, if you're a city person, you won't need a car. <laughs> you just call Uber? And <laughs> no, you, you'll just have people movers things. And you'll... That's where it's going to go. People won't go to a job. They'll sit home and type all day, and that's their job. Well, yeah, you still have to uh, get from point A to point B. Well, that's what Uber is, and that's uh, autonomous. So that uh, that solves that situation. I'm just wondering about cross-country, though. Yeah. If they're going to have enough infrastructure... So that if you just get in a driverless car and go to California. The funny thing will be you. You take your brass car behind a driverless <laughs> car. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think I'll be around when I have to worry about that stuff. <laughs> oh my! And, and I guess it brings up the other question that we beat to death, but it's very important. Is the hobby going to be around? Yes, to some degree. I don't know what. You can, one of, this, right now what's going on is, is setting the tone for what cars are popular and, and, and values of cars. Last year, for example, Porsche cars were just through the roof. Just absolutely crazy money for those things. Now they've come, I just watched um, last night, we got back, uh, I turned on the, the Kissimmee auction, and they had a couple very nice 911s, went to for dollars $30,000. There are no more, none of this $200,000 for a crappy old 911 car. No, yeah. 356s are still through the roof. Some, yeah. some, some are, the special ones. The speedsters. Well, I don't know, what that, you know but, but they're... 
certain ones in the Ferraris that were so high, certain ones of those are made because of their, their rarity only. But even that, that Wayne Carini guy from Connecticut uh, ended up buying five cars, and one of them was a Porsche 911, and his, his show was on about that, taking these cars to the auction. <coughs> and he said, if I'd have sold them last year, I could have got double what I'm going to get for it this year. So we'll see with now the, the Kissimmee auction going on, Barrett-Jackson auction, all of this stuff within the next 30, 45 days will set the tone as to what's what anymore. Muscle cars are done. You know, now we obviously have Kyle Hayes that's at Alfred State and the young person, and, and we, we have explored the, uh, the schools that are teaching restoration and all of this kind of stuff. But, you know, unfortunately, and really unfortunately, I see with a lot of kids, they just, who cares? Yeah, a car's a tool. Yeah. yeah. It's just a tool. It doesn't mean anything. And, and to think of an old car is like, why? Yeah, they're nice to look at, but I wouldn't want one. Yeah. We talked about this a million times, and uh, they were... Who did I uh, was I talking to somewhere? Oh, on the reliability tour, this guy's a, a big restorer and stuff, and a uh, very famous restorer. Jeez, I just can't think of his name. Picture him, but I just can't think of the name. I'm getting old. I can't remember. <laughs> but but he was saying we're all that, getting old, brother. That that uh, um, values of of stuff is is people just can't you know the cost of labor today so outweighs the end value in most situations. For example, we pick one of the most common cars is a Model A. If you if you went to have a Model A restored and you wanted a, 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 a Mark, Model A Restorers Club, Mark of Excellent with that car, you're going to have $80,000 in that car. And you're going to have a really nice $20,000 car when yeah. you're done. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, there's it's 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 out of whack. Things are just totally out of out of whack with stuff. Uh, it's it's a, when you think about it, and the high end stuff that you were talking about, like the Ferraris, the twelve cylinder, and the race cars, they're too expensive to drive. Yeah, when you spend fifty six million dollars for a GTO. Why would you want something if you can't drive it? Buy yeah. a painting, well, hang it on the see, wall. That's what people that bought paintings yeah. are doing now. They're buying the Ferrari. Well, that that that, and and he was talking about because you know being in Pennsylvania and being very well connected with all this stuff. Uh, he was saying the single biggest cause of of right now is Trump winning the election because pe- the investment groups. We're looking at cars as a a uh, uh, place to hold their money, mm-hmm. and the, everybody is very optimistic about the economy in the future. So these people are, and the stock market's gone up. Bond market has gone up. Everything has gone up with money stuff. So they're getting rid of cars. They're dumping their cars. 
that, you know, this happened back in the late 80s. Ferraris went through the roof, and then they just dropped yeah. off. And it's, it's like it's cyclical. Yeah. And I, I think the jury's still out on what I call the artwork cars. In other words, that you buy a, a Ferrari or a Duesenberg with a custom body, or one of those, inst- instead of buying an oil painting. And, and you put it in your living room, <laughs> that, that kind of thing, or a rough superior motorcycle. Wow. Oh, speaking of that, do you know the guy in New Hampshire that owns the Bruff automobile? No. Glenn somebody, I can't think of who it is. No, I, okay. I don't, but I could find out if it's something yeah. we need to know. No, no, there's, a, there's an article in Octane this month about... Uh, I don't know what that yeah. is either. Yeah, it's a British magazine. Oh. They came over and... Apparently, uh, a Braff is a Hudson-based car. Yeah, it's one of those built, weird ones. Huh? Built Braff Superior motorcycles. But yeah. Your, your should as you mentioned art. I'll I'll tell everybody my art story on this ship. Oh, oh, the artsy fartsy. Well, I was really <laughs> bored on this Christmas cruise. I, I mean, I really was bored. So I went to an art auction. They gave me a number, and I want a drawing, so I want a print. A somebody named Bellet. Who in the hell is he? I don't know. He very. It's a famous. multi-million dollar print. He yeah. uh, he paints pa- pictures of, of women without faces. It's goofy stuff. But anyway, he auctioned off. It was an Englishman, and he auctioned off three or four paintings, very expensive, thirty, forty thousand dollar things, and and and, uh, and he asked if there was any questions and. I know. Steve raises his hand. I did. I did. I did. I as I couldn't resist, and I, and and he says, "Yes, what's your question?" I said, "Well, you know, you're in the business, and you can probably answer the question I've always, always wondered." And as you know, and he knows, I have a very loud, Buh. and anyway, he, uh, I said, "Who in the hell was Art?" <laughs> And the whole audience started to laugh. And he gave me this nasty, you know, uh, uh, masterpiece theater look like, I would like to kill you. <laughs> so I just snuck out the back. <laughs> well, am I glad our front door is locked? <laughs> yeah, I am too. I used yeah. to worry about the NSA. Now I just worry about who's following Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that well, was... Talking about that, in December you were telling us about you getting your Rastafarian look and getting up on stage in Savannah. Yeah. You should see the pictures, David. Absolutely luscious young ladies. I would have gotten up there and put that wig on to dance with them. Yeah, that was and, fun. And I had that. a good time. Yeah, uh, they, the the people they they did, and that and that one little blonde girl said, you know, you we've done this a few times, and you were the best one we've had. You said, you were acting so goofy. We even the band was laughing and couldn't play because you were such a jackass. <laughs> well, they knew to call a spade a spade. <laughs> well, you know, it was fun. It was hey, fun. You gotta have fun. This was in uh, Savannah. Savannah on the reliability tour. The yeah, yeah. Well, uh, election. Day. election we were down there for election day so Brenda said I've never seen him before in my she life she is yeah. part of the setup on uh, this she's yeah. the one that fixed it up for me to get up there ah but she put her book together and you really need to bring the book in for David yeah. to see yeah she <laughs> does such a beautiful job yeah on, on these tour books and that looked like a tour to be on 
Yeah, the, uh, well, most of the brass car tours are, are it, it, they're it, in, in this hobby. The brass car people, I think, have a unique place. Uh, I really think that they occupy a very, very unique segment of this hobby. Okay, we were going segueing back to the beginning of the conversation, sort of, and you go, you go to so many tours and so many things. Yeah. Over the years, has your reception increased or decreased? As you all do, in brass cars. You mean like cities and county places we go? Yeah, people coming out. Oh, to Oh, they love or? it. They love. They're all. They're always going to, to be number one because they were first. Mm-hmm. Anything that's first is number one. So the reception by the locals. Is oh, it's when we go into town. When we go into a small town, like for a, a coffee stop, a lot of times on the tour they'll arrange in a in a smaller town. Uh, to the the use the local volunteer fire department for the coffee stop, and we'll park the ta- ca- the cars around the square. You get a hundred, you know, a hundred to some of the big tours are a hundred and fifty brassier cars. They even let this take the school kids out and let the school yeah. kids go to see these things. And that that's what is wonderful about this is you're getting the children involved. Yeah, the brass stuff will always be here because first is always first. And and not that anybody in their right mind would want to own one of these things, but I have a question for you. Let's uh, let's get on that question when we come back from break. Okay. okay? Yeah. Remember, we'll be back on the classic car show right after this. Forty-five years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation, Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. And we're back on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Oh, and uh, I'm not sure what we're talking about, but we're <coughs> talking about something. You you were supposed to remember during the break. Do you remember that's what you were supposed to remember? So oh, remember. Um, does and I, I guess I probably ought to phrase it this way. 
most of the guys I know that race vintage cars have a company that picks the car up like Passport and takes them to the races and fettles them there and they race them and they put them back on the truck and haul them back. Do all the brass car owners have their individual trailers, or is there an actual No, most company? of well, it depends. Uh, <clears throat> a, a lot of, like, the upcoming, and I'll man, talk about the upcoming horses carriage convention in Oklahoma City, uh, a lot of the guys from New England, a lot of the guys from Florida, they can fit uh, eight Model T size cars in one of these transports. So for them, it's cheaper right. and easier to put eight cars from a central location, have them taken out there, uh, and then do the tour. And the and the the driver, the passport driver, goes on and does a few other things and gets back here the last day, and he loads them up and takes them home for them. But most everybody has their own has their own trailer because you have to. Have, it's not just the car; you have to have tools and parts right, right. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's I know with the, especially the the vintage guys, the sports car guys. There's usually two or three mechanics along, and, and it may not be passport, but it might be a restoration yeah, who, service yeah, who or knows, somebody in a racing yeah, service. Yeah, but, well, I'm, I, yeah, but I, when I used to go to the track and race, there was only <laughs> everybody had their own trailer. No, not anymore. <laughs> that's that's changed. Yeah, you know, and and that's why I bought that Dodge. Yeah. Um, speaking of, of that, though, is there anybody that actually drives a brass car across country? It depends to on their 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 location. If it's uh, if it's not too awfully far, like we had several guys drive to Savannah. Okay, from here? Uh, well, not from here. They were from South Georgia, you know, Jacksonville area, right? Uh, Thomasville that. Right, Valdosta. Okay, um, you know, but, but nobody drove their simplex down from Chattanooga or, or from. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. No. Most of the reason that they don't do it, most of it is 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 parts. And let's face it, when you have these old old cars like this, they the technology just isn't there, and they're going to no. break. And it's yeah. nice to have, and even at night, it's nice to have a garage to put your car away. Yeah. And if it's if it's a rainy, crummy, horrible, then I've been in some torrential downpours in Nebraska cars, and it's not fun. I just as soon leave the damn thing in the trailer mm-hmm. and take the take the modern car because it, it's not safe and it's not fun. I mean, like this Maxwell with these white gum rubber tires that are smooth mm-hmm. in the rain. That's yeah. going to really be good. Yeah, that's like drag slicks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on all four wheels, but yeah. even even at twenty miles an hour, if you have no tread, yeah. you can't steer. No, there's no traction. Yeah, so uh, I don't I don't I don't blame people, and I don't blame them when they don't drive their old car. We have been just mis- freezing to death. Yeah, well, yeah. even forty degree weather, you freeze to oh, death. Yes. especially yeah. when well, it's the damp. Maxwell for the example, Maxwell has no windows, no doors, no top, no top. yeah, no nothing, yeah. Wow! No pull, no path. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, when is the horseless carriage annual? In middle of March, uh, March fourteenth. And the cool thing about this, what they, why they did this, why Oklahoma City? Well, there's a there's a, a an adjacent activity that's worth doing. 
the, it's in Chickasha, Oklahoma. Yeah. It's been going on for years and years. It's a pre-World War II only swap meet, one of the bigger ones in the United yeah. States. Uh, there is, uh, uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. It's one of the places where I can hopefully, I found a Dykes reprint manual from 1911. Wow. But I would like to find an Odell's book. For 1909. Well, something around there, because the the (coughs) Maxwell shop manual is so useless. Vague. (laughs) Yeah, like it says, and the funny thing, if your valve adjustment is too great, (coughs) excuse me, find a competent valve uh, blacksmith. That's what it says, and he can stretch the valve for you. <laughs> That's what it says in the book. Find I've been looking for a competent valve uh, blacksmith. Yeah. yeah, and they're a little hard to find these days. Ah, okay. And and then the uh, uh, valve clearance specification, valve lash clearance is adequate. <laughs> oh, is that plus or minus an inch? <laughs> Well, anyway, I've, 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 I've talked to several people. We've got the valve stuff done. We're starting to work on the ignition. I'm running into idiotic little problems on the, the ignition, uh, putting the, the gear on. So that's where we are with that car. And then it'll start. within When I get this ignition done, within a week it'll start. <coughs> but the, the shaft is tapered and worn. I have... Uh, I sent the guy, uh, Mickey, up in the mountains up here. Mickey! Yeah, he's one of the best in the country. I got a guy. Yeah. And and uh, we're going to, he's going to look at and decide what I should do with this. There's a, about a 7,000th taper in the shaft, and this is supposed to be a press fit piece. It's kind of hard. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. He's going to look and tell me what, what we can do. And then that goes together, and we're done. Good. Except for the putting that, that two million pound flywheel on, and that takes a couple people just to manhandle that thing. Was it ninety pounds? Uh, it's. I think it's over a hundred. Is it really? Yeah, for a two cylinder car. You got to be very careful that you don't slash your hands up with that. Correct. With what? With the flywheel. No, it's just a big heavy piece of cast iron. Yeah, but doesn't it have teeth on it? No. No? No, oh, no. Okay. There's no starter. Oh, okay. You crank it. Yeah. Oh, well. And, Disregard and my last comment, please. Yeah, the, the, and a lot of the guys with these old brass cars that do this, because cranking them is so hard, they'll carry a small uh, a small jack, or they have... It's kind of a unique thing they make. They make take a 2x4, cut a notch in it for the one side of the axle to fit in, and 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 put round the corners and keep one thing flat, and they'll have somebody hold it and they'll they'll push it up on this so one wheel is up, and they put it they they get it ready to start and they use the wheel because yeah. you can crank it ten times yeah. faster than you you yeah. can. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's so neat. yeah. So like I said, brass car stuff is is a weird segment. You've got to be goofy to do it. Yeah. Well. That engine's under the <coughs> under the seat, right? No, it's it's got a hood. Does it? A one piece. Uh, well, hood. I haven't seen it in years, but it, what some of them they put the crank in the side of the car. And yeah, 
Yeah, it. Uh, a curved dash old, you crank up a big spring, yeah. which is a good idea, but that's only a one-cylinder, four-horsepower car. Yeah. Now, David, do you have the firing order on that engine? <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's looking for the girl on the ship. Oh, is he? <laughs> I'm still working on that one. I got a firing order for that one. <laughs> but... But anyway, so if you're out or look, want to see something, there's generally a hundred to a hundred and fifty brassier cars, and it will be in Oklahoma City, um, uh, starting on the I think it's the tenth, and then if you want to go to a a, a uh, hot or swap meet, the Chickasha starts on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So the convention ends Wednesday, and the the uh, uh, Chickasha starts on Thursday. So I'm I'm I, I'm looking forward to doing that. And then there's also the other very big one, which is Bakersfield. Bakersfield. I've never done Bakersfield. Yeah. Uh, next year the convention will be in Bakersfield. That's neat. That's that's good. So they they'll tie that together, and there's a a old <coughs> uh, tour like here we have New England Brass and Gas. Brass and Burks on the East Coast, uh, the AACA Reliability Tour, and they have the Big Bear Tour out in California, mm-hmm. and that's going to and so they're they're going to be the convention, Bakersfield, and the Big Bear Tour, all three things going on all at once next year. You're going to take the tea out, uh, unless I can get somebody to to invite me to ride in their giant car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This <laughs> towing know, across country is not fun. No, I know. Uh, Here we are at the first of the year, but uh, really, uh, we've got uh, Amelia coming up at the yeah. around the corner. We've yeah. got a bunch of the Pinehurst. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know about Pinehurst, but we're going to Amelia Island this year. Yeah. That's the weekend before, so I have to fly out there. Our, my good buddy Jack Miller. He and another guy rent a house that's right next to the Goodings Auction. I mean, it's right next door. You can walk out and go to the Goodings Auction, which is adjacent to the car show at Amelia Island. And one of the guys, his buddies, his friends couldn't come, so he asked if Brenda and I would want to take a room for four nights for $50 a night. <laughs> I'll take two of them. <laughs> so we're going to Amelia Island this year, and then, I, and then, then right away... Same weekend out to Oklahoma. Just don't wave at anybody when you walk out the door, or you might own something <laughs> when you're walking by. No, I may, I, no, I, I may bid on something. I can't, I can't play in that league with those guys. That's way out of my stuff. Goodings and R and M are are way out of my league. Those guys, all of us, those all guys, of us. yep. But it's it you know the the schedule is coming together. A couple other things we're planning on doing this year. The Avanti Club is having their uh, annual get together in South Bend at the Studebaker plant. Oh, neat! So we're seriously thinking about driving the car up and going to the the uh, uh, Avanti get together. Of course, there's the AACA tours and stuff. And I'd like I there's one I really really want to do, and I hope the Maxwell runs is is that uh, New London to New Brighton in Minnesota. Yeah. I really would like to do that. That's one of the that's a bucket yeah. list thing. 
They get about 200 one- and two-cylinder cars. Wow. Well, you could start today and... I know people that have gone, and they said it's just fun. It, it's a whole week-long event. They have individual little tours, you know, 20 miles, and go see this, go do that, go see this. half-mile tours. <laughs> yeah. And then they do 100 miles on that day, on that Saturday. They, uh-huh. And the people that put it on up there. And it's yeah, all down here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lond- uh, and, and uh, at, at New London, Minnesota, their big horses carriage and ACA members drive their regular cars up to the end and they will drive you back. Neat. Yeah, they'll take you back home. Yeah. So you can load your car up and they have it, you know, that night and they have a dinner and you can go home start home on That's Sunday. Cool. Well, on that note, we got to take a break uh, in 2017. We're taking a break. So, come back. We'll hear on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. I don't know how many there are paid, but there's a lot. Okay, we're back on the uh, America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And Steve, uh, you brought up something, and I'll I'll just throw the question on the table, and uh, you can go after it. And that is, uh, what the heck's going on in the ACA between museum and pet store and everything else that they got going on up there and and uh this letter that we all received yeah uh aaca uh as most people do know if you're involved in this hobby an anti-car world is is the biggest biggest of the car clubs uh years ago uh, and you know and i gotta remember i'm not on the the board anymore so i'm i'm sort of speaking on what I can remember and all of this. Several of the members, uh, prominent members, thought it would be nice to have an antique automobile museum. Well, okay. So they started this thing and got it going and gotten it taken on, all this other stuff. And it is now one of, if not the only one, and I'm not sure about this either, uh, uh, arm for the Smithsonian automobile antique car arm for the Smithsonian Institute. So it's quite a prominent museum. Well, they didn't know how it was going to to uh, uh, do financially, and it's a huge investment, many millions of dollars. It's a beautiful, beautiful building right on on Route 39 in Hershey. Um, so what they did is oh, they oh, 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 back yeah. up a little bit. Obviously, investment, but 
are most of their cars weren't most of their cars donated? Did they? Car, they didn't go yes. out. Yes. No. And no. Buy. They. No. No. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Far as I know, they only bought a few cars to get started. And again, I was not there and on the board, so I, I'm speaking from what I sort of know. So, so the, the investment's not in the cars as much as the building. The as facility. the building in the grounds. And the building in the grounds. A big, big and, plot. And personnel, because I know they have... Yeah, they have, they have a staff. There's, there's a director, and I think there's three or four paid uh, employees and then plus a lot of volunteers, docents to go around with you and, and show stuff. But any but anyway, uh, in order to defray help defray the cost of this, they they sold a section from what I understand to Hershey Region, and Hershey Region is one of the biggest and most profitable regions in AACA. So Hershey moved their headquarters and built this absolutely gorgeous building up there. That's their Hershey Region headquarters on the same grounds. Well, like I said, they didn't know how it was going to be, so they set up two separate corporations. Uh, in it's an AACA museum in name only. From what I, from it, it's not the legal name. Well, anyway, over the years, there's been a lot of, of, of discussion, dissension, all of this kind of stuff, and AACA has financially supported them. Uh, over the years, the club now supported the museum uh, over the years, and AACA because of the size of the library. and And one of the more interesting things in this hobby that's happening is a lot of the clubs are shrinking; they're losing members, and a lot of them have had have a very extensive collection of stuff, of uh, books, literature shop manuals, all of this kind of stuff, and they they have donated it to AACA. For example, the Vintage Chevrolet Club from out in California, they said they had an uh, 18-wheeler full of stuff they brought to the museum, so they're out of room. Flat ass, just uh, out of room. Library. Not the museum. library. Not museum. No, this is the library. So anyway, about six years ago, seven years ago, the library became an actual part of AACA, the club. So it's the AACA runs and owns, manages, operates the library. And the general feeling was that uh, the museum would do better if they sort of did the same thing. Well, AACA started looking for a place to, to build a bigger museum and headquarters. And and it evolved into this long discussion about taking a section. I don't know how many acres they have in Hershey, about moving there uh, up to the up to the museum. So all of the AACA stuff in Hershey region would be at one location. Well, anyway, the negotiations got a little bit. Uh, uh, both sides were making demands on the other. And uh, they just could not get together, and it got a little a little hot, if you will. So AACA has divested itself from the museum altogether, uh, and that's where it stands now. Everybody that is 
that that's in in the club and most of the people in the museum and I'd say most of the board members would like this to resolve itself and still have AACA be able to move the headquarters and library in the same region it do, you know at this point I don't think it's it's I'll just put it this way it's likely I don't think it's likely the big controversy of this whole thing is the because they use the AACA name they use the uh, uh, logo AACA was that people thought when they were financially giving them money donating a car donating stuff to the museum that they were supporting the AACA museum the AACA club museum and it's a separate entity so this is the rub of the whole thing it's it's going on well but, but quote unquote there is no AACA museum officially right? no uh, uh, officially from what i under, and you got to remember uh, as a disclaimer i'm not 100% sure cuz i'm not on the board this is just what people have told me what i've read all of this stuff not officially the annual payment, which was about $83,000, if I remember. Yeah, it was a little right. more than that, but that's yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, I, was that a gift from the club to the museum? There's two stories on this, and again, I'm not sure. Uh, one is it was to cover, when you're an AC member, you had free admission to the museum. That was right. to cover that. Oh, okay. That's one. The other one, it was just a thing, a gift, yeah. you know, okay. an endowment. Uh, so uh, at this point, and and we have sixty some thousand members of AAC, which is a pretty sizable chunk. Right. They all got a letter. There's a lot of stuff up in the air. You can go to the website uh, aaca.org, go to the forums, uh, and go to the AA, go to the the AACA museum. They're still using the name and logo at this point, uh, and go to there. Uh, their stuff and the director of the museum and the head of the museum board have written a very nice letter stating their standpoint where they are Steve Moskowitz has written several articles in there and you can find out what the current thinking is but again I'll caution everybody you have to remember that you know that, that, that things on the internet aren't always as they seem uh, to say the least just because it's on there doesn't mean it's true and a lot of the people have posted stuff on there and asked questions and things uh, and made statements they don't know They're, I'm, I'm telling you what I know and what I've been told and I'm not going to say that this is 100% true but I'm sure it's pretty much what's really going on so as I understand from you You've got an entity called the AACA Club. Yes, the club. Which also works with the library. Oh, AACA Library. And then off to the side, as something, you've got a museum AACA that's called museum. AACA Museum. Museum, yeah. Uh, and how it's all going to shake out, but if you are interested, every member got a letter explaining this from the, the AACA, the club. Uh, but since then, a lot more more has happened. 
And if you are really interested in that, uh, uh, I would suggest you go to the the AACA website, the museum website, and and read what you know. People like Steve Moskowitz, the paid director, some of the board members, uh, some of the attorneys and stuff have written things on here, uh, and 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 sort of take everything from somebody who's not a board member or on any of the, the the people that know, take that stuff with a grain of salt, because there's a lot of crazy stuff written on these You, these you mean fake news? Fake news, yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm casual observer or whatever, sort of, but, you know, just to me, it just makes sense. you got the AACA club, which is Antique Automobile, hello, you got a museum. Why isn't that hand in glove? Uh, it because they were afraid it was. They the concern was, and it makes good business sense. That what if the AACA went bankrupt? The museum the went club bankrupt, or the yeah, museum? The, no, the club is not going to go bankrupt. Okay. Oh, and by the way, talking about the club, nothing has changed. All of the events, all of the stuff, as far as operation of the main club, nothing has changed one bit. Every activity, everything is going on exactly the same, so there's no ramifications for the average member. But it was done to protect AACA the club, which makes sense. So you have this beautiful land property, this absolutely gorgeous building, all of these cars and all of this stuff, and they go bankrupt. There's just not any interest in it. So if they were part of AACA... We, the club would be responsible and could have actually Liability. financially drained because <clears throat> uh, this building is beautiful. I mean, it is just absolutely gorgeous. It's one of the nicest museum buildings you'll ever, ever see. Uh, what? How much debt is there? That I don't know. Uh, I'm not on the AACA uh, museum board. We had a member from the AACA club board on the museum but he, uh, because of all of this aggravation until it gets resolved, is not attending anymore. So I really don't know. Because yeah. if they've got a big debt, that could be a problem. It could, it, it could be a, 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 a big deal. I don't know the, the, the facts in and out. But like I said, if you're really interested, in, and don't believe what I'm telling you either. Because I'm not on the board, so I can't. Yeah. Well, would it be worthwhile to contact both of them and see if they'll come on the air with us? And explain their. I side doubt of if they'll do that at this point. No. I don't. I don't. I don't think there would be anything for them to gain. I think at this point it's turned into, to uh, uh, lawyer games. Mm. I think. Uh, I've not heard anything, but again, if you go to the the, the museum dot org and aaca the club dot org, um, the people that are responsible on both sides of this very divisive issue uh, have written their their story. Uh, and, and I've had people come up and tell me the craziest stuff that they they've, they've heard or read. And, you know, you, you can't believe the Internet stuff. Well, no. You know, I, and these people have no business talking because they don't know what they're doing. We're gonna on that note. We're gonna have to take a break. Before we do, I want to uh, once again thank J.C. Taylor Insurance for being a sponsor for many, many years on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show, and also uh, Ed Watts and Passport Transport. We appreciate them uh, being a sponsor of the Classic Car Show. We'll be back 
right after a couple of messages. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. If you've got a question for Steve about the AACA Club, AACA Museum, or Hershey Museum, or whatever they want to call it today, Museum, send us an email. And uh, Yeah, yeah, and if you do, like I said, the... the, the, the Website and the the uh, discussion boards and the letters that are from the bosses of both of these and other board members, both museum board and ACA board, are, are the actual authorities. I know there's a lot of misinformation floating around. I hope I didn't add to it. Uh, I'm not sure about a lot of stuff. I don't think anybody is at this point. Uh, uh, but for the ACA club, I know the, the guys in the Porsche Club could care less, but uh, with 66,000 members, it, I think it's kind of a... Yeah, well, hopefully the annual meeting's coming up. In February. Might, yeah, there'll be, probably be a big discussion. Oh, I'm sure there'll be a big gonna discussion. Are you going to wear your body armor? Uh, no, no, uh, but they do have an open business meeting. Yeah, okay. And I, I can imagine that's going to be a little... Yeah. Little, little heated, a little yeah. testy. You think? Yeah. yeah, I would think so. Same hotel as always. Uh, yeah, the one down, the it's a downtown. Sheraton. Yeah. Sher- down, yeah. the, the Ben Franklin Sheraton. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and and uh, what is it? Seventh, eighth, and ninth. I think of February. I'm not sure when it is. Yeah. Actually, you, you driving or flying? Uh, I, I we're working on that. Our our. Uh, uh, friend from Savannah that has a, a uh, small plane might be flying, and if he does, I might just ride up with him in his you little... You pack your chute? Two, two, uh, yeah, two-engine plane. Twin. Twin. Yeah. Mo- Moomy, Mooney, Mooney. Mooney, Mooney. Oh. Yeah. yeah, wow. Okay. That's not a little plane. I mean, it's smaller than a 757, so Take the wives, too? I don't know. It's up, it's up to them. I don't uh. know. So we'll see. You know, there's a lot of stuff up in there, but that's another good thing. If you're up in that area, uh, the AACA uh, uh, convention is another thing that's well worth it. It's in, in uh, uh, downtown Philadelphia. They have all kinds of good seminars. I've done some. Jim has done done some. 
Um, yeah, it's a good. It, it, I, I will say this: of all the clubs I belong to or have belonged to, the AACA, uh, I always come back to it. Yeah, yeah, and West Peterson does such a great the job magazine on the is magazine. A good magazine. Yeah, yeah, that's worth just. And the yeah. dues are what thirty five bucks a year. I don't even. I, I, life, I've been a life, life member time. for so many years. Well, yeah, I have well, no you idea. You cost of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, but and, and they have all these cool seminars you can yeah. go to. Oh yeah. Uh, it, well, and the other thing about a lot of the seminars is they're technical and they help people with well, their restorations. Well, like, our, our J.C. Taylor. J.C. Taylor has one of the most popular seminars there because, again, uh, there are so much stupid misinformation about antique, hot rod, special interest car insurance, and Bob Wallace can answer... You know, he has a canned presentation, and he can he can answer your question. Why do I want to buy... The big question is, why do I want antique car insurance over over just going to State Farm? Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of reasons why. Right. A well, whole and, lot of reasons. And, 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 you know, the other one, the other seminar there is if you want to be a judge, go... Judging school. To yeah, judging, judging school. school. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm pushing getting close to, to on the way to 250 judging Are you really? Yeah. Good for you. That's a lot of well, stuff. Well, you, you and Joe Gagliano and a few of those guys are probably... Yeah, a, no, the, the are one guy that's got 400. Whoa. He loves he loves going to judging stuff. So well, you got to be in the top ten, I would think. No, I, yeah, maybe maybe top twenty anyway. Yeah. Good for you um, uh, of judging stuff. The the other thing that's nice there is I don't know I shouldn't call it the trash and trinkets, but there's enough vendors there. Yeah, we have a there's a little indoor market, right? And then also you've got a bunch of cars on display. Yeah, there's a few very nice cars. A lot of them come from the Bulgari collection. Right, and and Mr. Simeone. Yeah. Fred always brings one over. And while you're there, that's a must-stop oh, yes. to go to Fred yeah. Simeone's museum. Yeah. But uh, it's it's just a very nice event. It's just a very nice... It's low-key. You don't have to attend anything if you don't want to. And there's free drinks at the... Uh, at J.C. Taylor. J.C. Taylor. And the AACA stuff. You, yeah, you, I'll be you there. Yeah. <laughs> And they have stuff for the ladies. They have ladies' seminars, things that have interest to women. And then they have the first ladies' breakfast. And kind of a funny story, when when uh, Janet Ricketts was elected president, uh, first female president of AACA, they didn't know what to do. So John said, I'm going to keep the first ladies' president. So John and I, he, got, he, he borrowed a dress from a neighbor. Oh boy! So we got we went to Macy's in Philadelphia and walked in and bought underwear and stuff, and we didn't know what to do. And then we told the the ladies were at the thing were laughing and like, "What is wrong with you two? Well, anyway, the morning of the ladies' breakfast, I John and I we were trying to get dressed, and I think one of the most difficult and bizarre items is a girdle, and that's when they had those snapper things on them. I, I don't know what the to hell put you're the, talking To put about. the nylons. The nylons didn't work. Oh that, that, and anyway... What, what year was this? 1942 oh God, you did no, this? Well, when was it? 70-something? When was yeah, I, you're sitting next to him and not me. But anyway... Oh, I, but <laughs> it was I'm so, getting closer to you. <laughs> it, it was really funny. And, and he had those stupid high heels and and he kept falling over, and he walked in, and I walked in behind him, and he kept falling, and he said, 
through the damn high heels against the wall and screw this shit. <laughs> and then he had a he had somebody come in and talk to the the girls about uh, 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 era fashions. You know, if you're in the in the nineteen thirties era, yeah. what's 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 kind of and the, and the women love it. And they have a nice breakfast and yeah, good. So that they still talk about that one. Yeah. Well. <laughs> David, you're shaking your head. <laughs> well, hopefully that Saturday morning you'll call in and at least say hello. That's judging school. I will not. Oh, okay. That judging oh, school starts cool. at eight o'clock All on right. Saturday. Oh yeah, and then you yeah, you yeah. will be there and at eight o'clock. Or they they close the door and yeah. Guido and Vinny and Nunzio stand outside the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and who is it that's up there? That's the ex drill instructor. Oh yeah, uh, uh, um, oh, Herb Oaks. Herb. Her, yeah. Herb Oaks is the he is a past national president, command sergeant major of the Marine Corps. Yeah. Oh. He's the number one enlisted guy, and, and he still is. Yeah. I, I bet he gets it done with very little argument. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a he's an interesting man guy. Sergeant Major. Yeah. Man Sergeant of Major the of the Corps. Of yeah, the Corps. of the Corps. <laughs> of the Corps. The number one enlisted man. Oh boy. Uh, he he makes generals walk behind yes, him. Yes he does. Yeah. And you know, and he's no he's no 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 pussy on this stuff. He's high he's high low and low low qualified for jump school. Low low is the hardest thing in the world. That's low altitude. He's he's fully qualified in that stuff. Uh, he's a recondo. All of the stuff. How old is he? Now he's seventy something. Ah, so he ain't jumping out of planes anymore. Well, he still does. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Herbert Walker Bush does too. Well, he has a guy though. Yeah. Well, it w- yeah, when you're ninety and you jump out of a plane, <laughs> I hope you have a guy too or a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be better. Yeah. <laughs> Strapped to a girl. He'd be confused like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> the dog chasing the car. But yeah, he's a he's a he's a nice guy, but yeah, he's a very nice guy. Yeah, but he he does command a presence. Yes, he does. So. Even though he's not a huge person, you know he's there. His left arm would command a presence mm-hmm. with all the stuff hanging down his and the hash marks. Yeah, the when he he has worn. His full dress, and I've seen pictures of him in his full dress uniform. He has more ribbons that uh, it almost goes all the way up to to where the 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 U.S. is on the the collar. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. Don't you know whoever pins all that stuff on, how long it must take, and what order do you, you know? Oh no, there's an order. Oh, I know there is an order. There's an but order. That's what I'm saying. Knowing that order and being able to. Well, they they put it together, and and it's like when when I finished jump school back in the day, the uh, jump master for your group would come and hold the wings up to your chest with not the little hook, the things on the back, and smash them in so you would bleed. But somebody wound and whined and oh, just. Oh, it just hurts. I the seals still do that, I think. I, I, it's against the rules. But they probably do it and don't tell anybody. <laughs> but back in the old days in, in Vietnam, the seals, actually their logo was a seal. Hmm. It was a seal with a ball on its nose. That's how you tell. That that was their their emblem long before this trident stuff. Hmm. Yeah, they would have the red berets with the seal on. 
See, I told you, Jim, you come today, you learn something. Yeah, hey, always. Always. It's an amazing how this show does that. It brings yeah. out some of the highlights, yeah. some of the best. Um, some of the goofy stuff, huh? Yeah, are we, our friend from England, still going to give us some Kevin shows Flood, this year? yes, yeah. absolutely. Kevin and uh, Kim Barnes, as Kim? a matter of fact. Okay, yeah. Good. And, uh, Where did I so, hear something uh, about Kim Barnes? Where I just heard she's um, she's taking a new position and uh, um, with one of the uh, concourses. Yes, yes, that's what it was. Oh. I, I I I saw that and so I got a new name. Uh, uh, a a uh, I mentioned mentioned that there also is going to be another attempt to do a concourse here in Atlanta. Yeah. At Lanier Islands. Oh, not the same one. No, not none of these other two. The now, one they, I know is done. When they ought to do it is at Christmas time when they have the lighting stuff and maybe they could get a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, around here traffic is so bad and on any given weekend day there's only ten thousand things to choose from. Right. Is uh, the one at Lanier, is uh, Dave Kirkman involved in that one, too? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Do we know when that will be? No. I they Jack Miller, the, the guy from Southside, volunteered me for the judging committee to help pick judges, and we're going to. Here come the judge. Well, the thing is, at concourse judging, there's no real rules, and that's not good. So if a guy brings a car there... They don't aren't sure what their goal is. They need to have like see AAC is very simple. It says in the beginning cars will be evaluated as if they were brand new cars on the showroom floor with only factory authorized accessories. They know what the target is. Yeah, meaning seal beam headlights and bias ply tires and that kind of thing. Authentic. Yeah, authentic restoration. But there are a few exceptions. They make allotments for for a few things that, you know, especially on the brassier cars. Well, gentlemen, it is time to put the plug in the jug. We'll be back next week on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. Thanks for listening. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.